So not too long ago, I held this workshop at WPPI where I gave my top 30 creative strategies to get photography clients as fast as possible without paid ads. And it killed it. It sold out. It was incredible. I've been sitting on it for a little while and I've decided to bring it back, to bring it back and to give it directly to you. You don't have to go anywhere. You don't have to pay anything either. I just want to help you grow your business each day for three days. I'm going to share with you 10 ultra unique creative ways to attract dream clients to your photography business without spending a bunch of money. I'm calling this thing the three day client blitz and it is pure gold for three days. I'm going to give you so many creative ideas to get clients in your business right now. Just go to sixfigurephotography.com forward slash blitz six S I X six figure photography.com forward slash blitz b l i t z i can't wait to give you some incredible ideas you're listening to the six figure photography podcast with ben hartley where you get the positive energy you need to help you grow your business your relationships and your mindset if you need the show notes or want to check out the latest blog post visit sixfigurephotography.com Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Six Figure Photography Podcast. I am your faithful, handsome... I am just Ben Hartley. (laughs) I'm just from Kidden, Ohio, you guys. Thank you for listening. My name is Ben Hartley. I'm a wedding photographer out in Columbus, Ohio. And it's a Monday, you guys. I'm recording this on a Monday, and this is the very first thing that I am doing with my Monday. And so I'm I am. Uh, I've got my uh, my cup of coffee in hand, and I'm just trying to get jazzed, trying to get warmed up uh, for another week uh, ahead. You guys, thank you for being here. The purpose of this podcast is to help you grow your business, and I'm so grateful that you're tuning in, that you're paying attention, that you're investing into yourself. You're investing back into your business with your time. That means so much to me. And I see the DMs. I see you guys in the mastermind group, uh, commenting, engaging. And I want to invite you guys actually, uh, right now, uh, this podcast, I imagine that you're listening to this podcast on, on iTunes or Spotify or, or or some sort of, uh, podcast app. Well, I have to tell you guys, there are other people who have already heard this podcast episode like a couple weeks ago. And those people are those photographers who are in my mastermind community. Uh, quite often, I do behind-the-scenes podcast recordings in my mastermind group uh, where people get early access to the content that I record, and they get direct access to the the, the educators that I bring uh, into each episode. And I want to invite you guys to come and be a part of the Six Figure Photography Mastermind Group. Uh, it's a free community, and it's where I hang out, and it's where uh, you guys, this can become a two-way street. You can ask questions, comment, engage, share your life, share your business, and I can engage back with you. And so you can gain access to that by going to six figure photography, S I X six figure photography.com forward slash mastermind six figure photography.com forward slash mastermind. I look forward to seeing you guys there. Oh, I'm excited about today's episode. You guys, we have Sam Mantha Grant on today's episode, and we're talking about something that I, I love Samantha's angles. We're going to be talking about Facebook 
ads. But uh, before maybe you check out and, and you kind of tell yourself the story of, yes, I know about Facebook ads. I've heard all about Facebook ads. I've listened to a couple other episodes on, on podcasts about Facebook ads. I want to encourage you um, to just kind of suspend those ideas of what you think we may or may not be talking about today and just and settle in here because I'm uh, my thinking is we're, we may surprise you. Samantha, she is the owner of Samantha Grant Photography. And since 2016, Sam has been helping photographers develop well, quite honestly, a different ad plan than what most Facebook ad uh, experts suggest. Where most Facebook ad uh, experts, they push giveaways and they push discounts and incentives. Samantha teaches on crystal clear targeting. With Samantha's strategy, um, it, it, it kind of turns it around a little bit in order to get like the exact client at the exact right time with the exact messaging where they cannot help but buy from you. And so we're going to hear a little bit about uh, Samantha's approach to ads. We're going to break down three things that you can do today, right now, with your ad strategy to improve your results. Samantha Grant, welcome to the podcast. How are you? I'm doing great, Ben. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited. I listened to this Every week, so it's just such an honor to be on it now. <laughs> yes, thank you for being here. It's 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 really fun when there's like a mutual uh, um, how do I a mutual paying attention of. <laughs> I feel like there's a much better way that I could have expressed that. But as much as you tune into the podcast, I'm involved uh, in your Facebook group, booked up photographers and wedding pros, and um, and so I love seeing the content that that you uh, that you express there, that you teach there. I love seeing the engagement that occurs in the group, and so honestly, it's it's likewise an honor to have you on the show and for me to be able to have this conversation. Oh, thanks. <laughs> of course. Sam, uh, listen, how are you doing in the midst of all of this? This is still a, a, a wild time. And um, and so how are, how are you hanging in there at home? Even just like connecting on a personal level, how are you sitting tight with being, um, being I don't know, is, are we a month in of quarantine now? Is that where we're at? Are we a month in or has it been a little bit more? I think it's close to them. It must be around a month, but you know, I'm doing okay. I think that to be honest, I'm one of those people who got told that my normal lifestyle is actually quarantine. Um, mm -hmm. <laughs> so things haven't really changed a whole lot for me. I've been hanging out at home, working on my business. I get to spend more time with my husband, which is great. Um, and other than that, I mean, I've been doing okay, doing a lot of, a lot of pivoting. <laughs> yes. I hear that. Well, we're going to talk a little bit about some of those pivot points. I want to get, actually hear a little bit more about what your husband's up to. So while you're running Samantha Grant Photography and your Booked Up Ads course, what's your husband up to? Oh my goodness. Well, he is he actually works in a school. And so he is home right now because, of course, school just got canceled through the end of the year. Uh, and what he's been doing, I mean, he's been doing a lot of professional development for his school. He has actually just decided that we're going to start learning um, film together. Uh, not film photography, learning videography together. Oh, interesting. Yeah. And so we just got a course on that and um, he's starting to work through that, which is really exciting. <laughs> Rad. Hit me up if you have any questions. I actually started out as a videographer. Before I was ever a photographer, I was in commercial video production and we used to have a whole branch of our wedding photography company, which was just wedding videos. So feel free to have him hit me up if he has any questions on things. Yeah, that's awesome. Uh, okay. So um, uh, tell me, 
2016, if I, if I understood, 2016 is, is when you kind of jumped into the Facebook ad space. When you first started, were you working with photographers or were you working and wrote to Facebook ads in, a, in an entirely different market? So this is actually kind of funny because when I first started, I was not even doing Facebook ads. Um, when I first started this business, I was just helping pretty much any small business owner that I could find with anything social media marketing um, and doing a lot of organic marketing work with them. And so at the time, around around 2016, um, late 2016, I started working with a local jewelry store um, who referred me to one of their florist friends. And I started having to focus on helping them connect with brides, both of them, um, or mm-hmm. connect with grooms who were shopping for engagement rings um, or wedding rings. And that is when I started realizing that I really liked it. I loved working with um, these wedding businesses that were not at all photographers yet, right? Just wedding businesses in general. And I started to really narrow in my focus on wedding businesses. And in the process, I started um, working with a lot of wedding photographers and then started getting asked about other kinds of photography. And so it just kind of evolved from there. And eventually I, I started realizing that, um, Facebook ads were just such a great way to get connected with that kind of audience. Um, because the targeting capabilities are just so amazing with Facebook ads and they're so much more specific, um, and robust than any other kind of platform that you could be using. Um, and I started realizing what an amazing impact Facebook ads could have on these businesses. And so I started really just focusing in on that and working with a ton of different businesses to zero in on an ad strategy that felt good um, to me and to them. And it kind of evolved from there. Awesome. Well, you brought up targeting. We're going to get into that. I, uh, I imagine, and I don't want to presume, I imagine in far more detail uh, as we go. That's kind of your your focus is in the targeting space. Yeah. Um, I, I, I want to settle on in with just a very timely question. And I understand that people will be listening to this episode far later in the future. Once we're, we're past all of, uh, well, this, <laughs> the pandemic that we're in. You know, I think for a lot of photographers, um, they're still in a space of um, of uncertainty. And so I think for a lot, that pause button hit. Maybe there was photographers who were running Facebook ads. Uh, they were, and maybe it wasn't even ads, but even just marketing in general. And when so much uncertainty hit, I think we, we all reached for the panic button <laughs> and, and kind of paused everything. And I'm curious if if you've seen that, uh, if if you've seen that to be true, even with your students, and if if you've noticed a trend of of maybe you know again we've been through this now a little bit over a month maybe or so since uh, we we were first introduced to what's going on. Um, if you're starting to see a slight clearing where people are starting to kind of take their finger off of that that red panic button and begin to uh, look for opportunities to grow their business. What are you seeing in your end? Yeah. So from my end, I've definitely seen people hitting the pause button. Um, mm-hmm. People hitting the pause button in, you know, my big group uh, with people that are not necessarily students and definitely with my students as well. Um, because everything, like you said, is really uncertain. And I think that a lot of people are just struggling with 
overwhelm of having so many options for what to do with so much extra time on their hands, or they're struggling with having less time on their hands because their kids are home all the time. And um, (laughs) the struggle of being scared of seeming insensitive to what's going on in the world right now, because they feel like if they market their business at the moment, then it's, it's insensitive and it's tone deaf. And um, it's just not something that they should be doing right now and will be interpreted badly. Um, But I think that they're maybe, like you said, they're starting to be a a little bit of a shift where people are starting to say, you know what, this has gone on long enough. I've got to start marketing my business a little bit. I can't just become irrelevant. I can't just disappear in this. Mm -hmm. Um, And so one of the things that I have been encouraging my students to do is continue with their ads um, and maybe take a little bit of a different approach, maybe take more of an awareness approach where you're trying to stay on the top of people's minds, provide value, um, and not necessarily try to push for inquiries or even expect inquiries right now, um, but instead just give people a lot of value and remind them that you're there and you're here to help and you'll still be here when everything starts to go back to normal. Um, but I also have students who are just going go full force with their ads. Um, and you know, one, one of my students just posted recently about booking three weddings last week with her ads. Um, so there's definitely still opportunity there. And I think people are starting to, to realize that and get back to their businesses a little bit. Yeah, I get that. I want to stay with you on what you describe as more of an awareness approach to ads. You kind of gave a couple suggestions, but I'd love to hold that space for a minute because I imagine some people are listening to this and they're like, oh, that makes sense. Maybe I need to pivot a little bit. Maybe I don't need to be trying to push forward uh, towards lead gen and, and this kind of stuff. And so Samantha mentions this awareness approach. Can can we get a little bit more clear of, of maybe what that might look like for somebody? Um, and you gave a couple ideas of like you said, kind of um, remind them that you're still there. Give give value. Um I guess I, w- I would lo- I want you to expand on that. Does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. Um, so a couple things that I would encourage you guys to do right now is to get out there with um, basically value-based ads. So in those value-based ads, using things like storytelling or um, pushing people to your blog in blog posts that are helpful rather than just, you know, filled with pretty photos. Um, So for example, as a wedding photographer, um, right now, one of the things that I'm recognizing is that a lot of couples are taking their time more right now with planning, right? They're not necessarily in as much of a rush as, as, maybe normal. Um, And so they're researching more, they're slowing down on their planning because of the state that the world is in. And one of the things that I have as a blog post is, you know, my style is very bright and airy, right? Bright and colorful. And so I have a blog post for um, six different color palettes for a bright and colorful wedding. And something like that might be really good to get out there right now and push in a traffic ad um, because it's giving people something to read through in their research while also bringing them to my website, showing them my photos, showing them uh, the value that I can bring and and offer them and the advice that I have. Um, But beyond just sending them to blog posts with advice and helpful information, you can also put out engagement ads where you just show some, you know, pick a photo with a great story behind it or pick a, a, a series of photos with a great story behind it and tell that story because 
people will read that story and it will give them a reason to smile right now. It'll distract them from all of the tragedy that's going on in the world and, and give them a break from all of the really negative news that's in their news feeds. And it will just, you know, it'll break up their feed, get them to stop and uh, give them a reason to feel a little hope, I guess, because you're bringing them a smile to their face. Um, You know, different things like that. It's helping build um, know, like, and trust. You know, it's, it's getting them to trust you with those helpful blog posts. It's getting them to know and like you and associate positive feelings with you with the, uh, with the storytelling type ads. I love that. What are you seeing? Um, I've heard rumors, but I'd love to hear from someone like you. What are you seeing in regards to costs right now with Facebook ads? Oh, they're so much lower right now. <laughs> yeah, so much lower. And obviously there's variability here. I understand there's so many things. But do you have, like, if you had to guess uh, in any sort of percentage, like, is it, is it 50 percent lower? Are they 10% lower? Is it, is it, or is that even a silly question to even try to <laughs> That is honestly a really difficult question to answer because cost does vary so much across the board based on how your ads are performing, based on how many advertisers are um, using similar interests and, and targeting the same people you are, if people are interacting with your ads, you know, so if, if you are, you know, putting out an ad that is not getting a lot of engagement, you're probably still going to see a pretty high cost for your ad um, right now. But if you're putting out a really good ad, I mean, the the cost per thousand impressions right now, as far as, you know, I haven't, I haven't looked into this, so I don't know a whole lot of uh, trends in it. Um, but I do know that I've been seeing it personally go, go down quite, quite a bit. Um, and it's all just because people are not advertising right now. Like people have stopped, you know, all the businesses where you would normally be able to walk in, um, walk into on foot are no longer advertising to get people to their businesses, um, at the moment because all the stores are closed, you know, gyms, they're on pause right now and they're big advertisers in the, on Facebook. And so, um, people have their ads on pause right now, plus the lack of income. So when you consider all of that, you have way less competition. And so your cost per thousand impressions, as long as you are getting ads out there that are engaging people, um, Mm -hmm. is going to be just so much lower than you would normally see it when everyone is advertising. Yeah, that totally makes sense. All right, podcast listeners, we're going to take a quick pause here in order to give a thank you to the supporters of the SFP podcast, because if you're listening, it likely means that you have a small business or you know someone who does. And if this is you, you are wearing far too many hats. And some of these hats are amazing, right? Like being a photographer, but some like filing taxes, running payroll, not so great. This is where Gusto comes in. This is the solution, you guys. Gusto, G-U-S-T-O, Gusto. Gusto makes payroll, taxes, HR actually easy for small businesses. I used to be on like an old school payroll processor from like 1982, and it was terrible. Gusto now has fast, simple payroll processing. Uh, This is the really cool thing. They automatically pay and file your federal, state, and local taxes so you don't have to worry about it. Um, They make like like W-2s, sending out 1099s, uh, incredibly easy to run. You guys, those old 
school clunky payroll providers, the one that I was on that I just left, uh, they just weren't built for the way that the small modern business uh, is meant to work. But Gusto is. You guys, no joke. I got really excited because I switched to Gusto before they contacted me uh, to come on as an advertiser. I'm like, this just makes sense. I actually use this thing. Um, The really cool thing, too, is everything is online. Like the ability to sign, store, and organize all the employee documents. It's all online. It's all in one place. You guys, let Gusto wear one of your many hats. Uh, It gets better because for you podcast listeners, you get the first three months free when you run your first payroll. Try this demo out for yourself at gusto.com forward slash photo. That's gusto.com, G-U-S-T-O forward slash photo. Do you remember when you started your photography business? Like it was no small feat. It took late nights. It took early mornings. It took the occasional all-nighter. Bottom line, you've been insanely busy ever since. So why not make things a little bit easier? Uh, Our friends at FreshBooks, they have the solution. So FreshBooks is invoicing and accounting software, and it is designed specifically for small business owners, not like massive shops, small business owners. It is simple, it's intuitive, and it keeps you way more organized. Uh, well, then, uh, for me, it's, it's like the bottom drawer of like my IKEA furniture, but maybe you're like the shoebox kind of person with the crumbled receipts. Either way, with FreshBooks, you create and send professional-looking invoices in like 30 seconds tops, and then you get them paid two times faster with automated online payments. File expenses even quicker and keep them perfectly organized for tax time, which is my biggest downfall is that organization for tax time. And here's the best part. With FreshBooks, it grows alongside your business, so you'll always have the tools you need when you need them without ever having to learn the ins and outs of accounting. So join the 24 million people who have used FreshBooks. There's a 30-day free trial. There's no catch. There's no credit card required. 30 days free. Go to freshbooks.com forward slash photography. Freshbooks.com forward slash photography and enter six-figure photography. And how did you hear about us? That's the little section there. How did you hear about us? Six-figure photography. You guys, at this point, Let's hop back to the show. So uh, this, I'm going to, I'm going to maybe get ahead of myself a little bit, but that's fine. (laughs) It's kind of what I do is I get ahead of myself, (laughs) pull the cart before the horse. Um, So my brain's running here. What you were talking about with really pursuing an awareness approach to ads right now. And I'm curious from you. If you really have an even more of a long-term strategy with the current awareness approach to ads, right? With giving people value, with driving them towards uh, blog posts, these kind of engagement ads with storytelling, potentially lead magnets or, or an email kind of sequence. Um, is Are these kind of awareness ads things that you are going to be um, gathering information in order to retarget towards those viewers once we're through all this? Oh yeah, 100%. That's the great thing about um, running ads right now is that you're collecting so much data that you can use in the future. And all this data is way cheaper than it would normally be to collect. So when you're running ads that are driving people to your website, if you've got your Facebook pixel installed and you can then use that to 
create a target audience or retargeting audience um, of people who came to that blog post or who came to the specific blog post. Or maybe you use um, your data on who actually ended up going to your investment page or who actually landed on your contact page and retargeting them in the future once you collect more and more data, once you get more traffic to your website. And on the same um, kind of idea, you can even use that with engagement ads. So you can retarget people who have engaged with your Instagram, or you can retarget people who have engaged with your past ads in the last, you know, 30, 60 days, and then narrow it by um, those extra characteristics, like the fact that they're engaged or the fact that they're a mom for, you know, to get in there really specifically, for sure. Yeah. Okay. Awesome. And I understand that that's a can of worms that I just opened because now people are like, well, how do I do that? What do you mean I pixel this? How do I retarget them? Um, And maybe we'll get into this a little bit because you've got three things that you could do right now, three approaches, uh, or I guess I don't really know exactly what, where we're going to go with this, but I'd love to kind of begin to unpack three things that, that photographers could be doing, business owners could be doing right now. Um, to improve the results they're, that they're getting with their ads. Do you want to, do you want to step in on that? Yeah, absolutely. Um, so these three things are definitely um, things that you can apply right now um, with these kinds of awareness ads. There are also things that you can apply to any kind of ad that is more geared towards getting an inquiry right away. And these three things will help you so that way you don't have to use um, giveaways or discounts or um, lead magnets or, or anything um, that involves giving something away or discounting yourself in order to get the leads. Um, and for a minute, actually, Sam, even just maybe to describe a little bit of like the the common approach to ads, is that okay if we kind of break that down a little bit? Maybe for those of you who who aren't familiar with that. Oh yeah, definitely. Um, so I think that one of the big things that people are taught to do and that just know to do and see other people doing in this industry um, with Facebook ads is using them to run giveaways or run model calls. And all of those are, you know, they're great. There's definitely a time and a place for them. Um, And they 100% attract tons and tons of leads very quickly um, because of the nature of them, right? Like you're giving away something for free. Um, And I think that people, people have this idea that well, Facebook ads might not work unless I am giving something away for free, unless I'm saying, hey, you know, I am looking for, you know, a, a couple who fits X, Y, and Z, and I'm going to be giving away however many engagement sessions, so enter and we're going to be contacting you if you win. And then you have all these leads that you have to go through. Um, it, it's very time consuming, right? And I don't know about you, but I definitely don't have that kind of time. And when I started my photography business, I definitely didn't have that kind of time because I was already teaching Facebook ads. And I was like, nope, definitely not doing that. (laughs) I need to get paid. And so that's where like my strategy kind of comes from is from finding people who instead of inquiring because they see that you're offering something for free, they're inquiring because they just love what you have to offer. They love your work. They love what you have to say. They're completely and utterly drawn to you and are excited to work with you for that reason. So, so they're both, um, they're both creating desire, 
It's just yeah. one one way of creating desire is, is maybe the like the the initial functional value of desire, which is just like, hey, it's affordable. Hey, it's a good deal. Hey, it's cheap, so why not? Hey, buy one get one free. Why not? It, it's it's um it's kind of leveraging that kind of um, basic level of desire, right? Is what I'm hearing you say, and the desire that you're leveraging is one of of like personality and brand desire. It's actually, it seems to be like a, a, a deeper sense of desire that's uh, maybe more than just functional. Is, is that about accurate? Right. Exactly. Yes. Yeah. Got it. That's clear. So, okay, cool. So, so sorry, I had you on, I had you unpack kind of where things typically are at with, <laughs> with Facebook ads. Now you were about to get into um, what that begins to look like, I think. Yeah. So definitely the first thing um, that I think is really important, and I guess I kind of touched on it a little bit in that description, um, is just being yourself and and unapologetically yourself. That's the phrase that I use all the time um, when talking with my students and anyone who's considering running ads that don't focus on giving away services. Um, just being yourself and and rather than focusing on trying to like i guess get the sale or or put like that salesy language and sell yourself like hey i'm now booking 2021 weddings um instead just really putting yourself out there and getting like your um your voice in your ads and showing your personality and who you are and who um your clients are like who you want your clients to be in the ad copy. So that way, when you're writing and when, when your audience is reading what you're writing, they already have this like deeper understanding of who you are and what they're going to get after they contact you. And when they talk to you on the phone or when they meet with you in person, they already have an idea of it before they even step foot on your website. And so it already yeah. creates that connection with them. Yeah, but but Sam, I'm just like a photographer, like just like anybody else, and I'm like like they need wedding pictures or or family. Like I'm I'm like everybody else. I'm just like a photographer taking pictures. Like, what do you mean? Like, uh, how is what I'm doing any different? Sorry, I'm imagining what everyone's thinking right now, <laughs> and I'm just like regurgitating it in my brain. I'm imagining the photographer driving me like, yeah, but like I'm just a photographer and like just like everybody else in my city. So like, what do you mean? <laughs> and you know what? That's totally okay because I've heard this so many times before. And the other thing I hear along with that is, you know, I just want to work with whoever will pay me. I just need to put, you know, food on the table. And while I understand that, I I always challenge everyone to think about like people hire you for a reason, right? Like they're not hiring you because you're just any other photographer. Like if they if they were only hiring based on the fact that you're a photographer, they will look for the lowest price because if you're just the same as everyone else, then what else, why else should they pay you more than some, more than the person next to you? Right. And so people are hiring you for a reason. And so I would challenge whoever's thinking, um, you know, I'm just like another, every other photographer, there's nothing really unique about me. I would challenge you to dig into why people have hired you in the past. Like why, why did they, what made them say, oh, I need to have you? Did they make comments about how, you know, how much they got along with you and just connected with you? Did they make comments about certain things in your portfolio that they just found, you know, absolutely blew them away? Did they make, did they say that so-and-so recommended you and why they recommended you? Um, and those, you're going to find that 
you have unique qualities. You have reasons that people absolutely fall in love with you and what you do and your work and why people leave you good reviews. And those are the things that you got to really touch on and, and bring out. Um, and it's definitely okay to, to, I guess, um, let yourself uh, get away from being super duper humble. <laughs> and it's okay to brag on yourself a little bit. <laughs> There's a lot of self-awareness that comes into this then. There's a, a, a great degree of self-awareness that goes into this approach. Yeah, absolutely. I think the the big thing with the approach that I teach is that um, you've got to know who you are, not even just, I guess, who you are, but who what you want your brand to be presented as. And you have to know who you love working with. And if you don't know who you love working with um, or who you are, then it's time to figure that out. And that won't even help you just in ads. That'll help you everywhere else in your marketing too. Um, But I think that that's something that 100%, you got to really dig into what you stand for and who you are and who you want to work with in order for this approach to really work. Okay. It's awesome. Okay. So step one is to, to be unapologetically yourself, to put yourself as an individual out there in your ad and less of, I'm summarizing and then you tell me how wrong I am, and less of the, the ad speak, the sales speak, and even like the business entity has an offer. It's like you as an individual has right. an offer. Exactly. What did I miss? Being, being human and being yourself. Being human. Yeah. I like that. That's good. Okay, cool. So, so okay, that's the first one. I like that. That's that's clear. Um, how? What's another one? You you said you got three, right? Yeah, yeah. So the second one, this is the one that you were excited for, um, targeting. <laughs> and so with targeting, I think that um, there are a few like really big mistakes that people tend to make right off the bat when they go into Facebook ads. And And to be honest, they're incredibly easy mistakes to make. And they are mistakes I made when I first got into ads manager as well. Um, And so I think it's important to touch on them, which, um, you know, with targeting, you got to get specific. You know, it goes goes back into knowing who you are and who you want to work with. And so you got to get specific in it. You got to figure out who that ideal client is, the the absolute dream client that you want to work with over and over and over again, if you could, and then applying that to your audience. So that way you're not just targeting everyone, but you're targeting um, this exact ideal clients. And um, there's a couple ways to do that. Um, Number one is to not target based on um, really like broad, vague terms. So a lot of times when people get into their audience, they'll type in, um, you know, if you're a wedding photographer, weddings, or they'll type in engagement ring, wedding dress. Friends of engaged is a big one um, that I see people target. And all of those things are, are great. And they definitely indicate some kind of interest in weddings. And maybe maybe that means that they're planning a wedding. But it also might mean that they're a wedding photographer or anyone involved in the wedding industry. It could also mean that they're a maid of honor who is helping their um helping their best friend plan a wedding and and looking into a wedding dress um, or engagement rings. Maybe it's just someone who is fantasizing about getting married someday and they're looking at wedding rings to send to their significant other as a hint. Um, So there's a lot of like 
um, uncertainty, I guess, that comes with targeting those different types of terms. And so really zeroing in and getting specific and saying, um, no, I definitely, I only want to target people who have the relationship status set to engage. Or I only want to target people that Facebook knows is a parent of a child that's ages 7 to 12. Um, and, and really zeroing in on that. And then using the button, there's a button underneath um, this is like a really big thing, guys. This like makes or breaks your ads. Um, using the button that says narrow audience right underneath where you enter the interest. And when you click on that, it opens up a second box and allows you to actually literally zero in. So once you get to that point, you can enter in all sorts of interests that relate to who that ideal client is. You can enter things that relate to what their hobbies are, their personality is, what their values are. And then really... Um, Oh, geez, I'm losing my voice. I'm so sorry. <laughs> um, and then really uh, zero in on who you're getting in front of. So that way you're not wasting money to get in front of people who are just not at all going to like what you have to say. Yeah, that's clear. I guess I have, I have, I, I want, I want more. So there's other options on there that you can begin to define uh, at least last time I looked, by the, by the way, Facebook changes all the time. Sometimes I just feel like throwing in the towel, but there's ways that you can, can express like, um, uh, you could disc, you could disc, you could filter not only based off what they're interested in, but you could filter based off of, Hey, if you are interested in this thing, then don't target you. Correct. Like what you're not interested in. Does that make sense? Yes. Yeah. That is 100% there. It's, um, that would be the exclude button. Yeah, yeah, there it is. Yeah. So, so are you also excluding things then? Are you, is that, is that something that you're doing? Oh yes, definitely. I love using the exclusions to um, filter out interests that might indicate that they are bargain hunters or price shoppers. And what are some of the key ones that you feel like you almost include almost every time? If you could name one or two exclusion filters. I exclude dollar stores and Groupon every time. Okay. Yeah. Awesome. That's clear. Um, I have another very, uh, very focused question for you. And I'm curious if maybe this has um, uh, a value for different types of ads. But, you know, one of the things that I, I see often asked or even myself, I'm like, oh, man, do I do this or do I do this? You know, when targeting uh, and I dropped on that menu to uh, status or your relationship status and it's engaged, right? right? But there's another one that says like, recently engaged, like, I think it's maybe, I think it's three to six months. Yeah. What do you recommend? Where do you see the best results in choosing to target people who are engaged or engaged three to six months? And what's the difference? Yeah. So it has, um, it actually has three additional options. It has engaged three months, engaged six months and engaged one year. Um, okay, thank you. and then blanket engaged. And yeah. um, basically what all of those mean um, is it's giving you the time frame in which they change their relationship status on Facebook. So if they went from being in a relationship to engaged um, on January 1st, then once it, oh man, I should actually know what number months are which um, in order to do this example. Nah, um, you don't need to. I'm, I'm, I listen, I learned this tactic that my, my, my mom taught me, Jason, I usually get to like September and then I start forgetting which month's next. And so it goes, Jane from May, June, July. Yeah, yeah, July, Jason, July, August, September, October, November. Jason, that's how oh, that's I do that's brilliant. I love it. <laughs> yeah, I was homeschooled. Love you, mom. <laughs> okay. Um, Did I buy you some time there? So if they got engaged on January 1st, then 
they're going to be included in, in the engage three months category until it's April 1st, because that means that they got engaged within the last three months. Um, then it goes, it, it's the same thing, engage six months. So it's engaged within the last six months. So once it hits July or yeah, I guess it, I guess it wouldn't be April 1st. I guess it would be March 2nd. Right. Um, so I'm thinking in terms of months, but, <laughs> but if, it would be June 2nd, right? Once it hits June 2nd, that's the day after six months, then they would drop out from the engage six months category. And so it's including anyone who has gotten engaged and changed that relationship status on Facebook within that period of time. Um, and so I think the, the general line of thinking for most people is I should target people who are brand new engaged three months, six months that because they are definitely in the beginning stages of planning their wedding. Um, however, I actually have seen in my own ads and in my students ads that generally engaged one year or everyone who's engaged actually tends to perform best. And I think that's just because people don't always jump right to wedding planning. Um, and that pool is really small, right? Like that's when you think about how many people actually got engaged within the last three months and then how many of those people are actually your ideal clients, that pool gets really, really small. And so by target by opening it up to one year or just everyone who's engaged, then you're really opening up that pool and allowing yourself to reach as many opportunities as possible. Okay. Yeah, that's clear. So what I hear you say is uh, it sounds like maybe just the general engaged option is the best choice. Yeah, it's definitely something to test because I'll give you an example. For me personally, I use one year because when I use just anyone who's engaged, um, the number of inquiries actually, the, or the number of messages or emails that I have received from people saying, I'm getting married this weekend. I wish I saw your ad sooner is absolutely um, off the charts. And so I use one year. However, um, one of one of my like assistant coaches in my student group, um, Roderick, who's also gone through my programs, um, he swears by engaged. He does not have the same at, at all the same luck when he is using engaged one year. Um, so it it definitely is something to test out with your own audiences. Yeah, awesome. Those are those were a couple of my questions on targeting without this becoming a uh, personal one-on-one consultation process. <laughs> my my temptation right now, Samantha, is to just keep asking you consulting questions for my own business. <laughs> and I imagine there'd be value for everybody in that. But I wanna I wanna get to your third tip. Yeah. What's your third tip that you have? So my third tip isn't necessarily just focused on Facebook ads. It's sort of um, a focus on your marketing as a whole, because I think that one thing that tends to happen with Facebook ads is that if you put yourself out there, um, if you if you hear this podcast, right, and, and you're like, yes, okay, I'm going to be myself. I haven't really put my personality in things, so I'm going to go put an ad out there, and I'm going to really put myself out there. Um, I've, I've seen people, you know, crack, uh, crack that's what she said jokes in their ads, and <laughs> crack dad jokes, and just, you know, things that they wouldn't normally or that they not necessarily wouldn't normally say, but things that they haven't really put out there before, sides of their personality into their brand. Um, and then what happens is, is they, they're sending people to their website and their website's very um, like stiff and professional. There's a disconnect. And there, so there's a disconnect. Yes, exactly. And so um, I think the, the third thing that you got to do, but you can definitely do today is dig into all of the channels of your marketing, your website, the way that you, um, your, all of your email templates, what you post on social media, on your Instagram or on your Instagram stories and figure out 
um, if they all are consistent with the same kind of brand voice and the same personality behind your brand. And um, if they're not, fix that. Um, because yeah. if, if things are inconsistent across all channels, then no matter how good your ads are, no matter how many people they attract, no matter how perfect your targeting is or how much people are drawn to you when they read what you have to say, they're going to drop off because you didn't like continue that flow for them. They got to your website and they became confused because you're a different person there. Yeah, that, that makes sense. That's clear. So a unified voice. Um, and it sounds like what you're saying is that an ad, the, the most amazing ad won't convert if they go to your site and then the, the site there's, um, it just doesn't feel like the same brand. It doesn't feel like the same voice. Is that right? Right. Exactly. For sure. Yeah. So for someone who's hearing that and is feeling maybe a little overwhelmed, the thought of, um, let's imagine a photographer who um, they haven't quite uh, created a website that clearly articulates that voice, that doesn't express that. Maybe they've had the site for a little while and and they're not very tech savvy. And so, but they've spent some time, they've gone through a lot of self-discovery and self-awareness and and they they feel like they've got a clear voice and they want to start running ads for it. But they have this giant website that's kind of looming in the background, kind of holding them down. Mm-hmm. And they're, they're kind of thinking to themselves, well, I can't run ads because the website needs to get completely rebuilt. So that means I now have to go rebuild my whole website and my voice. So I'm, I'm imagining someone in that situation right yeah. now. And I was pretty melodramatic. And so maybe for some of you, it's not that extreme, but maybe there's still something there, right? Um is this maybe, and I don't know, Samantha, this is a general, a, a genuine inquiry for you. Is there an opportunity here to maybe create just a landing page to start that has a unified voice while you work on updating and switching out the website? So that way the ad can move people to a landing page that is relevant to the ad. Is, is there an opportunity there? So there could be. Um, however, yeah, I'm going to be real with you. I am someone who is not a fan of landing pages. Um, yeah, tell me more. In, in this industry specifically. And the reason why is because, um, and to be completely real and fair here, I don't have any data to back this up completely. Um, but my general feeling is that as a bride, right, or as a mom inquiring for a family session or a senior session or, or whatever kind of photography um, whoever's listening is, is doing, I feel like if I were to land on a landing page, I would look at that and go, well, where's the rest of the website? You know, and maybe, maybe you can build out. I've definitely had students who have built out really, really comprehensive landing pages that cover everything that a website would cover, but on a landing page. And I definitely think that you can make that work. Um, However, in general, landing pages, you look at it and you go, well, where's the pricing page? Where's the contact page? Where's the portfolio page? And you're looking for those other pages. And I know that, you know, me personally, I've landed on so many landing pages where I just scroll to the bottom and I click on the logo or whatever, and I go to the actual website. Um, Or I am, you know, maybe I'm not quite ready to inquire yet. And so I just remember the name of the photographer and I try to Google it later and I go and I land on their website, which is completely different, you know? So I'm not the biggest fan of landing pages. Um, However, in place of a landing page, um, I do teach a lot about using the lead generation objective in Facebook ads. And so um, if you go into ads manager and you click to create an ad, 
there's an option to create a lead generation ad, which is literally just a form on Facebook designed to collect leads. And so when someone clicks on your ad, instead of going to any kind of page off of Facebook, it pops open a form that you can either set to have it like already have their, you know, you use the pre-filled like name and email and stuff and it'll like pre-fill it for them. Um, but you can also add custom questions and then you can customize what's on the confirmation screen once they submit it. And then you just download your leads from Facebook and you can follow up with them like you normally would with other leads from your website contact form. Um, and so basically it bypasses your website if you don't have a super, super strong website um, and allows people to see your ad, get really interested in you, and then submit that form right as they're excited about you. Um, mm-hmm. And then you don't have to quite worry so much about the overwhelming idea of completely redoing your website. Yeah. Interesting. Well, thank you for sharing that 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 thought process that you have about landing pages. Oh, there's so much to get into. Sam, um, <laughs> you get into a lot more of this in your um, Facebook group. Um, There's a lot of questions. There's a lot of inquiry. There's a lot of conversation further around Facebook ads, really specifically for photographers and wedding professionals. Um, I would love for more people to know about it and and to continue to to, uh, engage with you there. So Samantha, where can people find you online? So you can find me in my Facebook group, Booked Up Photographers and Wedding Pros. Um, I love that group because I do, I share so much about this stuff. We've got a units tab that has all sorts of different lessons and free trainings that dig into targeting, dig into, um, how to write your ad copy in a way that speaks to your dream clients. Um, it goes into how some of the technical stuff of Facebook ads works. Um, and so there's, there's a ton of really great stuff to dig into. So that way maybe it won't feel so overwhelming. I know it can feel like a lot on a, you know, 45 minute podcast episode. (laughs) Absolutely. It absolutely can. Well, thank you for opening up, um, uh, I guess, uh, possibilities for people of of a different way to consider Facebook ads um, for people who are running it, some key things that they can just check against what they're up to, uh, to make sure is is consistent with what you're explaining. And then to get into that group, I'm really excited to hopefully see more people taking um, action uh, in this step, especially right now, this is maybe a great time to be testing with with the prices uh, a little bit lower. Yeah, and so absolutely. making some moves. So Sam, thank you so much for being on today's episode. Thank you so much for having me. It was so much fun. Awesome. Podcast listeners, thank you so much for tuning in uh, today for this conversation with uh, Samantha Grant and myself. I'm really looking forward to you guys uh, moving this conversation either over to the Six Figure Photography Mastermind group or just as well uh, to Samantha's Booked Up Ads uh, group as well. Um, the Booked Up Photographers and Wedding Professionals group. And if you do end up there, tag me. I would love to actually engage with you guys there and to see what you're up to as well. Uh, it's it's always fun to see kind of the conversation move um, between groups, between people, between ideas. And so I can't wait to see you guys there asking questions, um, investing time with Samantha and her knowledge. And um, I'll either see you guys in the Facebook groups or you can hear my voice on the next episode of the Six Figure Photography Podcast. Bye, everybody. Bye.